Lantern Podcast, Episode 11, One Consignment Works, with Bridget Saffron of The Much More. On today's episode, I welcome my friend Bridget Saffron to the show. Bridget is the owner and curator of The Much More, a beautiful gallery and cafe in Providence Bay on Manitoulin Island. She joins me today to chat about working with artists and makers, selling things on a consignment basis, how it works, what makes a good relationship between the shop owner and the maker. It is important that we have that strong relationship and communication. And the benefits for both the shop owner and the maker. The more consignment we get, the more people come because they see different things and they're like, I wonder what they're going to have the next year. Welcome to Lantern, the podcast where we shine a light on making it as a maker. I'm your host, Julianne Steedman, professional artist, mentor, and champion for makers. The Lantern Podcast explores what it takes to be a maker, someone who creates beauty with their hands. We delve into how to create in a way that is sustainable and authentic, and dig deep into how to take your making and turn it into a successful creative business. Bridget and her husband, Matthew, opened the Much More in Providence Bay on Manitoulin Island five years ago. This trendy cafe and gallery is literally one of the hippest places to visit if you come to the island, as locals call it. It has a warm and welcoming vibe and is filled with interesting art and handmade goods. It's the kind of place that you walk into and you don't want to leave. In this episode, Bridget and I dig into selling your work on a consignment basis. I ask her all the questions that it seems are sometimes hard to find the answers for. Things like how much you should expect to get paid and how to approach a shop owner and some of the benefits of selling your work this way. Can you tell us a bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah, so um, my name is Bridget Sarfong. Um, I was born and raised in Toronto. My uh, my mom and dad were both of African descent. They were born in Ghana. Mm-hmm. So although I was born in Toronto, I grew up in a African household. Mm-hmm. That's how I was raised. Um, I've gone to all my schools in Toronto. And then after high school, once I graduated, I moved to New York City where I took singing at Lee Strasberg. Wow. Um, yeah, it's, it's a, it was a great experience. And um, I would say that's where I got my love for coffee because I got hired to work at a cafe. I was um, an international student. So legally, you're not really allowed to work and go to school <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> but I really wanted to gain some independence and not so much have to rely on my parents for every little thing that I that I wanted. Mm-hmm. So I got a job across the street from my house. And the owner was like, great, yes, I'll hire you as long as you can come in at five. <laughs> you were like, okay. So I had to work, yeah, yeah. I had to work before school, which is great. I was, at that time, I was really determined and, like, didn't care. And I was like, I could do it. And it was just right across the street. So I had the ambition to do it. Mm-hmm. And But that is where I learned how to operate a cafe. Nice. Um, it was a small little coffee shop, but it was very, very busy before work. So a lot of people did come in to get their coffee, their lattes and whatnot, Mm -hmm. their croissants and baked goods before going on their uh, commute to work. So I learned how to open a cafe every day. So I learned the, um, the process of the beans, making coffee, putting out the desserts, setting the whole shop up for the day. 
and that essentially was <laughs> maybe it wasn't the music that you know that the going to school that brought me to where I am now it was yeah. my part time. This was job like business training, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I always laugh at that. I'm like, well, it you know, it might have not been the school, but it was definitely a real life experience. Yeah, that's the uh, school of life. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah. So when I came back to Toronto, I went back to school again. I went to school for advertising, mm-hmm. and I did work in advertising for I'd say about a year. And but I always loved the whole. Um, idea of opening up a cafe Mm -hmm. so when I met Matthew I told him about that and I told him about my dream of you know wanting to open up a place that was very um, cultural Mm -hmm. not so much just coffee but other things having to do with multiculturalism Mm -hmm. and we were like-minded people so he has a lot of that for in like he had a dream of that as well when it came to art and mm-hmm. in a gallery. Mm-hmm. So we decided to combine our loves for both things. And that's kind of where we are right now. <laughs> the much more. So tell us a bit about the much more then. Yeah. So the much more is essentially an art gallery with a cafe in it. Mm-hmm. It's a seasonal business. We opened in 2016 and, uh, it basically has a range of things. It has a range of things from island work to work all the way from Southeast Asia. Mm-hmm. So you can come into the gallery and find pretty much a whole bunch of different things from all over the world that you most likely wouldn't see in one pl- in one place on the island. Yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That it's, you guys always have something different and it's like inspired yeah. by your travels. And yeah, it's a very inviting exactly. place. Exactly. Yeah. So how it's many a, years? It's a wonderful have, place. How many years have you been managing the gallery now? Five years. It's five been years. five years. Uh, I think this is the sixth year. It feels like forever though, because when we bought the building, it was a home hardware building. Yes. So we had to essentially start all over. The bones were great. The hardwood floor was great, but we had to envision it and redesign it to the way that we wanted it to look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. how do you choose? What types of products and things that you have in the gallery? Truthfully, we pick what we like. Oh, that's so. (laughs) I know it sounds. I like that. (laughs) It sounds a little like, you know, selfish, but we wouldn't sell something that we wouldn't buy ourselves. Yeah, I don't think that's selfish. That's like you know a good business sort of model. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, I think so because we see a lot of things that we like. We're like, if we like it, I'm sure other people will like it. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> so we that's what we pick it. We see things and and another big major thing is that we try to get things that aren't already on the island. Yeah. And things that people don't find in stores all the time. So we go out of our way to look for things that are extremely different. Yeah, cuz I think that can kind of be one of those things that when you go on a holiday, like to the mm-hmm. next town, or you know, yeah. even further away, you often walk into like a store that is, you know, for people on holidays, and you see exactly. things that you saw in another store 500 kilometers away that is, exactly. you know, and you're like, hey, wait a minute, yeah, that that is, you walk into your store, and it does feel like different and nice. Yeah, like we didn't want to be your typical tourist going, a, yeah. yeah, touristy gift shop. We wanted to be a shop where you buy a one-of-a-kind item you're like wow I 
could have only got this here. Mm-hmm. So we really try our hardest to find things like that so that people can take away a memory mm-hmm. of uh, the island. That makes the place very unique as well. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. So do you, when you source things for your shop, mm-hmm. the gallery, mm-hmm. um, does everything come in? Like, do you buy things on wholesale or also on consignment then? I would say most of our things are consignment. Mm-hmm. Um the only things, most of the things that we have that are wholesale, I would say about 20%. I would say about 20, even maybe even 10% mm-hmm. of our things are in wholesale, are wholesale. And those are items that we know that we can't get again. Okay. So, for example, when Matthew and I travel, we do wholesale. Yeah. We do wholesale. Because we're how, like, are we going to get these Moroccan poofs again? Or yeah. are we going to get these? Yeah, when you're in yeah, Morocco you know? buying them. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Or these like Thailand singing bowls. Like we will go in on those because the chances of us going back are not not slim, but we just, there's, yeah. we have no idea. Yeah. So those are the items that we would most likely wholesale. There are a few other artists that we reach out to that are just like, I do wholesale, wholesale only. I'm not open to um, consignment at all. And mm-hmm. we'll take a chance. Yeah. If it does go really well, then we'll buy more. But chances are it'll just be a one-time type of thing. Yeah. yeah. So just to clarify for our listeners who might not mm-hmm. know, how exactly does consignment work? I think consignment, I think every gallery has their own set of rules. Mm-hmm. But I would say, in a nutshell, consignment is not purchasing the item, but taking a percentage of the item's sale and splitting that between the artist and the gallery. Mm-hmm. So it's more of a partnership. Exactly. Yes. So, so uh, every gallery or store or boutique has have their own percentage of what works best for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but for us, we normally do between 25, oh, 30, 35 and 40% of, um, of the profits. So the, the maker or artist person um drops their items off mm-hmm. you sell them in the store for the season that you're open and then whatever doesn't sell at the end of the season they come back and collect exactly got it okay. exactly so what are the benefits then for the shopkeeper and the maker in an arrangement like this so for us because we are a seasonal business the biggest benefit is that either like both parties do not have to commit on having a set number of pieces in the store so if something is selling really, really well, mm-hmm. that artist can come back and replenish that item. Yeah. Instead of us committing to 50 pieces of cards that aren't moving, yeah, we can get 10 and see how that goes. If it doesn't go well, the artist can definitely take that back and bring in what will work for them. So it's a bit of a win-win situation for both people because both mm-hmm. people are making money and yeah. we're giving the artists and we're giving the people what they want. We're giving our clients what they want. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. Um, and then another thing is that we get fresh stuff every year. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah. 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 So if there's something that an artist was working on over, you know, our closed months, yeah. we get to see all of that fresh new stuff and our clients keep coming back because they're like, I wonder what is the new thing that they're having this year? It's it's a bit of a, but it's an excitement, anticipation, and it gives you a break as well. 
Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I just want to interject one idea in here too. That, uh-huh. that so because yeah. I sell my things on, and for our listeners that don't know, I sell my work at Bridget's shop and much more. <laughs> um, and uh, so the, the the thing for me that I really like about working on consignment and especially at your store mm-hmm. is that. That exact thing that you just said, that when something is selling really well, you send me a message or call me and I come and drop more off. And if something right. isn't moving, I take it exactly. away because I don't want it just sitting there. Versus wholesaling, sometimes um, people might order a, a large quantity of something and it doesn't move, but they right. still have it. And so they might end up discounting it. And from my mm-hmm. perspective, I don't like it when my things are discounted. And that's just because maybe it's not moving in that particular place, but at another store, it sells really well. So exactly. it's like a real benefit then of that of working on a partnership like that. Yeah. Plus I definitely you get to be agree. friends with the shopkeepers and gallery owners, yeah. which is very nice. <laughs> we get to see you off. We get to see you more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you had an artist or a maker who um, wanted to come to and have their things in your store how is the best way for them to approach you to be considered to be in your store most times if an artist approaches me while i'm in the store chances are i'm so busy (laughs) going from one end of the gallery to the other either making a latte or fixing a transaction so the best way would be to send an email Mm -hmm. Um, if you if the maker sends an email i I'm looking for either like an Instagram link to like a picture of the things that they have mm-hmm. uh, or just like attaching pictures. The reason we ask that for pictures is so that we get items that aren't similar. So we're, we're, yeah. we're trying to, we're trying to have a store where somebody doesn't have to pick between two items that are the same or yep. two items that are similar. We just want you to be able to be like, Oh, I've never seen this before. I want it. Mm-hmm. And then without thinking about it, you're purchasing it. So we try to make sure that we have not like items in the store. Yeah, I like that. That makes sense. Yeah, no, totally. Like you wouldn't yeah. want to be carrying 10 different types of candles, you know? Yeah. You yeah. want some variety. I like that. Absolutely. And, and I mean, yep. yeah, sorry, go for it. No, no, you go ahead. <laughs> um, if, I, if, like, if I'm looking for an artist, like if I see something that I really like on Instagram, I try to look for a hashtag that says consignment because I sometimes just don't know mm-hmm. instead of, you know, reaching out to every single person individually, I try to look to see if they're even interested in consignment. Cause sometimes it could just be a hobby or sometimes they have their own website and they have never thought about it. So I think that if a maker is looking for uh, a consignment shop or gallery, mm-hmm. they should hashtag their products consignment. That's a great <laughs> one. I never thought of that. That's a really yeah. good tip. Yeah. So what does a good shop and maker relationship look like? Well, I would say like you and I. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. This is why I refer people to go and and have their approach you. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. I would say lots of checking in, coming in when you can, Mm -hmm. don't have to call. You don't have to say, hey, I'm stopping by. I mean, it would be great if you did call, but you don't have to. Mm-hmm. If you have made some more work and you got some stuff from the printers or whatever, <laughs> yeah. bring it on in. Chances are we can put it on display, price them, put them in inventory. I like when I can deal with artists face-to-face because then they can see what's going on and then they can also come in and work on their their own display. So, hey, I want this here or yeah. this here or, oh, I see that I'm running low on these items. 
I'm going to replenish them. Yeah. Um, it, I know it's not always possible because we are on the island, but I would say the number one thing is just checking in. Yeah. So even if you're um, shipping the items to you, even just giving it a quick call, because like you're exactly. very busy in the summer, so you won't be able to always reach out to people. But if they right. check in now and then, that's a great one. Exactly. Exactly. And there are some people who want to have custom made things. Yeah. So it's also a good reminder for me to be like, hey, this person wants a, it's good for you to check in with me because yeah. I may have forgotten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're really, especially extra messages. in a seasonal business where you're like crazy busy for like that period of the year. Exactly. I'd say on the maker side that the, the advice that I could give is that um, you, although are very, very busy, you're mm-hmm. really organized. And oh, from, thank you. yes, <laughs> well, and the like reports that you give to me that are super detailed for my end of the bookkeeping is very mm-hmm. important. Um, and, and, and this is going to probably sound crazy, but it's not. The fact that you pay on time is, <laughs> you know, you say you're going to pay someone on this day and, right. and that you do. And that is a really important part of the relationship that this is why I only do consignment with certain places because right. those things are important to have that trust built into it, the relationship. Thank you. I, it definitely does. It is important. It is important that we have that strong relationship and communication. So if anything ever goes wrong or, you know, maybe a payment isn't on time, you would know. You yeah, would know for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Communication right there. I guess that's, that's what it sums down to. It's really important. Yeah. <laughs> so do you have any um, advice for makers or artists that are looking to sell their work on a consignment basis? I would say don't be shy. I would say oh, if you a have good, yeah. a product and you want to get it out there, don't be shy. Just approach the artist manager or maker, I mean, um, owner mm-hmm. and ask. Just ask because we're also wondering. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Especially, I yeah. like the one where you said there how you might see something on Instagram, but you might, you just don't know. So yeah, yeah, I guess just getting out there and taking the chance. Consignment is a win-win for both parties, at least seasonal parties. Like when I'm speaking about any of this, it's just based on a seasonal basis, mm-hmm. yeah. but uh, it works out for both people. And the more consignment we get, the more people come because they see different things and they're like, I wonder what they're going to have the next year. And they get excited about it. Yeah. And they reach out to you about it because they have something or it's now created a bit of a story. And, you know, like they look into you. They look into you. Yeah. So I would say don't be shy. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for being on the show today. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. The show notes for this episode are available at lanternpodcast.com. We welcome feedback about this episode or ideas for future podcasts at feedback at lanternpodcast.com.